We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. I'm just saying, I don't think that performance was drastically different than anything you'd expect from it. Like if that line came against anybody else and they won 5 nothing, you'd be like, yeah, good game for Coutinho. Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird, and we are both sponsored by Starting Eleven, the Starting Eleven app, the only place where you can make live substitutions during your DFS matchups this weekend for fantasy soccer. And uh, Andrew, uh, let's let's just get right to it here because it's got to be a quicker, more faster-paced podcast here. Um, we have a very interesting matchup in terms of the first matchup of the weekend, which is Saturday at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, by the way, Andrew, hello, and uh, uh, welcome to the – I guess this will be the de, the de facto birthday pod. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We uh, celebrate our birthday on Sunday. Yes. I am old enough now where I basically forgot about it. That's that's funny because you're not that – you're pretty much the same age as I am, so uh, – uh, I think it's, yeah, the fact that I have two kids, there's a third on the way. I feel like I'm just so much older. Whoa, whoa, older. whoa. Hold on. News. <laughs> there's, this is all news to me that the, the, not the two kids, the third one on the way. Yes. Yes. We have another one coming, which, uh, it came because I, you know, both of my kids are in school now. So instead of enjoying some nice time at home while I can work all day, we've decided to just ruin that. <laughs> that plan but we'll see yeah february there'll be a third like... there'll be another lairdito or a lairdita we'll find out then and uh yeah <laughs> oh my god um, we're always that... looking for more soccer contributors at rotowire so we i found it hard <laughs> to find ma- like really you're, good you're people taking it matters into your own so it's exactly exactly i'm just going to start creating them myself it just takes a while to the long game yeah exactly <laughs> 
You're playing the long game, just yes. like Arsene Wenger at Arsenal. Okay, uh, we have uh, a yeah, very interesting matchup, Spurs. like I said before. Uh, the 7.30 game is two teams that are finding their new stadiums to be rather much a problem. Mm. So uh, it is Spurs who travel away from Wembley to go to the London Stadium, where West Ham have to call it home, but even though their results dictate that they don't really want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like uh, Spurs are certainly happy to be out of their stadium. Although could it possibly be that because London stadium is pretty massive too, that's, that's not really what Spurs want. Like could it be just two teams that are really scared of big stadiums and they just kind of pass back and forth with each other and there are no goals in this one. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that Tottenham are going to stand pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, the only thing to watch out for, I guess Ben Davis is fit again. So I assume he starts right away, but there is champions league on Tuesday. Tottenham play in, uh, Ukraine or let's see. Serbia, someplace, Slovenia? someplace far away in, in the, in the land, They're not at home, away. which maybe I guess that's a good thing for them. But, um, Cyprus, excuse me, Cyprus. That's where this, uh, this team is that nobody will pick players from. But anyway, um, so theoretically we could, you know, the, the right back situation is always kind of iffy with REA and Trippier. So for those in season, you know, like in FPL, it's very difficult to, to choose. I, I think I, I would put a small siding that REA will start now and Trippier will get the champions league start, but who knows? And then, uh, Davis, like I said, is back, so he could certainly start out wide. They didn't have a ton of success uh, last week against Swansea when they started Sun as a left wing back. So uh, my I guess my guess is they move him either up or out in in favor of Davis. So uh, there's that. I assume Kane and Trippier start, and I probably don't want anybody from West Ham if I don't have to. Yeah, it's um, to me it was a little surprised to see Trippier start. Excuse me, Trippier start last weekend. Oh my god, that was embarrassing. Uh, but uh, it's um, it it's certainly, at least they're giving him a chance. Yeah, he didn't really take advantage of it last week, but um, I mean this week he should have plenty of space to roam, uh, on the right hand side. So because uh, if there is a defender on West Ham that will go forward, it will be Aaron Cresswell on the left side. Yeah, but. I, I don't think he's going to have too many opportunities. That that Spurs attack is just too good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just... Yeah, I don't see it happening anymore. Arnautovic could come back in, which takes some set pieces away from Cresswell. Um, I don't really love anybody. Yeah, I don't like anybody on West Ham. I mean, I can imagine Andy Carroll will win some aerial duels, but that's about it. Uh, I mean, against Alderweireld and Vertonghen, I mean, they're not this, yeah, they're, they're big, so. Yeah, but Carroll's big. He's real big. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I also think that's the, that's the, it's that, it, it could be a volume play on aerial duels because I just think there'll be a lot of them. Uh, so, that's sort of assuming that, that West Ham have the ball enough to. Not pass really. It to them. Not really. When you play a direct game that creates aerial duels, they're going to launch the ball forward and he has to try to get under them. Uh, I, I guess I just don't, I don't see it enough in that situation or I don't see that situation happening enough. Maybe goal kicks. That's fair. When you say like it may not happen enough, that's, you know, mm. yeah, I I get, I think that I, I mean, I'm just, if you're asking for any kind of value on West Ham, I think the only place you can get it is aerial duels with yeah uh, with Andy Carroll. Like right. that, that's really all I'm trying to say. Okay. It's not. I'm not really trying to make a revolutionary point here that you know West that there's not much value in West Ham when they're facing Spurs. But you know, if if you need to try to also find some, that would be it. Okay. All right, and obviously start your Spurs options. Yep. Um, Moving on, it, that's one of the that's one of the potential stacks here. But usually the early game is not part of the slate, so we'll go on to the ten o'clock slate here, where we have two teams that are playing very similarly to each other in that they're very difficult to beat and they're accumulating a lot of early points in the season. They now have to face off against each other, which means guaranteed two points between. Uh, there'll be two points shared uh, by Burnley at home against Huddersfield. Hmm. 
I'm a little more optimistic about Burnley than I am about Huddersfield. Like I think Burnley, I agree, can but Huddersfield, but Huddersfield will play the Burnley style. They will play very organized. They will play probably a little deeper than normal, mm-hmm. and Burnley are not very used to attacking people. Uh, so sure. that's it, true. That's true. But I think they they're they're starting to get there. I mean the the wood the wood Vokes combination up top has really worked well for them. It seems like they've got that midfield pretty sorted with uh, Goodmanson and Brady out wide. And so uh, I like it. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think if there's a team to be more optimistic about, it would be Burnley because of how well they've played, especially on the road, mm-hmm. um, picking up yet another point uh, at Liverpool last weekend. Yeah. Uh, someone here called that. Um, it was, it, but let's. I mean, we kind of had to go into it on Twitter a little bit. I called the result, but you called the value. Like mm-hmm. there was value all over the place on Liverpool's side, but I did say that they would struggle to score, mm-hmm. and I right. Yep. But um, in this game, I actually think it's going to be a similarly scored game in that it, I think it's going to be like one-one. Uh, it, it, the, the result may flatter Huddersfield, but I think it's going to be the result nonetheless i I do not i I would say under three goals and i would say that they're going to be split evenly which means that it's either zero zero or one one Mm -hmm. that is what it means i I just i don't think huddersfield scores so i think it could be one nothing or two nothing even like i I uh, here's this here's this when wouldn't you say that about huddersfield uh fair so how about that Fine, one one fixture out of thirty-eight is what you're basically yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, it's of course, you... it's not going to be high scoring. I just think I think Burnley will control this one a little more than you're giving them credit for. That's not the way they play. It just isn't. If anything, I think Huddersfield will control the ball in the midfield more. I don't think they'll advance very far, but I think they'll control the ball more. Um, and it'll be a real struggle. It'll be a real painful one to watch. I'll say that. Oh, nobody's watching this one. <laughs> The 10 o'clock slate doesn't exactly provide a no. ton of watchable games here. <laughs> In fact, it, it, it actually only it only gives us really kind of one and it's not a great watchable game. And in, in, unless there's unless there's an actual game, uh, anything else on Burnley Huddersfield that you'd like to add, I'd like to go to the only game that I feel may be watchable for competitive nature. Uh, the only guy I like to point out is Tom Ince. Um, I noted on uh, maybe it was in the Slack chat that. Uh, on the sat among the Saturday games, it was more of a DFS point. But of the Saturday games, um, not including the uh, Spurs West Ham game, uh, only Romelu Lukaku has taken more shots this season than Tom Ince. So that includes the Man City guys, includes the Chelsea guys, Everton, I guess. But Tom Ince, fantastic. Tom Ince, it is. All right, so we move on to the only game that I feel would have any kind of entertainment value, and that would be Everton uh, at Goodison Park taking on Bournemouth. Wow, I feel this like is not the game the... I thought you were going to say. Okay. I really do think this is the only one that's going to be entertaining. Wow. Uh, there are other games that might be close, but I think this one would actually be entertaining because I think both teams are going to be pretty desperate. Mm-hmm. Well, they uh, certainly Everton... are, yeah. Well, Everton to show that they are really a side that's closer to the top four than the middle than the middle of the pack, uh, which they have not shown this far this season. And for Bournemouth, they just need to show something that they're not a relegation team. Uh, you know, you know, Jermaine Defoe, you know, did, did wind up scoring last week, um, but uh, both teams have struggled to really score. And and Everton specifically, I think they've only scored twice mm-hmm. all season. Uh, and Burnmouth, it's just it, it's been pretty dreadful to watch going forward. But I, I, I do think that both teams are going to be desperate to open up a little bit here. Uh, I agree. Uh, the yeah, I think the the Gilfie Sigurdsson game everybody is hoping for, I think, is this one. Uh, but the problem is, is that in the attack, I just don't see where else you go. Like you can convince yourself of Leighton Baines or whoever starts on the other side, whether it's Martina or Holgate, or those are probably the only ones you'd really consider. But like I, Tom Davis, you're not going to get excited about Schneiderman and Idrissi Gueye are pretty defensive. If Sandro starts, like you're like, okay, I guess Wayne Rooney's the same way. Like it's a weird, it's weird to think that Everton were like, if you Everton are like going to go all out, but like, I don't see myself, wanting to go after anybody but Sigurdsson. Yeah, well, I'm just wondering when they're going to start using him as the false nine. Well, they kind of started it last week. With, well, it wasn't really a false nine, but they played he and Rooney up top together. And 
it just doesn't too slow. Yeah, it just doesn't work. And well, that's why I. That's been, why yeah, you're I, gonna keep I've saying been Dominic yelling Calvert for Lewin. Dominic Calvert like, Lewin. Yes, I mean he's not. They, they need size up there. They don't need speed. And so that is patently false. Hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's it, like you have to be able to run past people. Or if you get, especially if you decide to play a through ball, for example, if they play a through ball to Kilfrey Sigurdsson, the defenders will catch up to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> think that's, I, I think they fast. need to go back to the, just lobbing balls in from the from the wings. Like that's, oh, that's no, oh, they need to God. find somebody to do that. No, no, they do not. <laughs> they do not. No, Ronald Koeman has. Like he has a good tactical mind. He, they they need to have they need to add some pace. They need to inject some speed into this into their buildup. It's just too slow. Like, it, it, you can have you can have a team. Let's say let's say Burmuth commit eight men forward to a, a, a corner kick. They could head the ball out cleanly and be on the counter, and then the Burmuth defenders will still catch them. Like there is no threat of a counter. There's no threat of uh of anything developing quickly. Mm-hmm. Everything uh, you know, Everton's development in offense will have to be so precise. Which, granted, they have a couple players that could be that precise, but I mean, good luck on percentages. Yeah, like, I mean, it just have to like eight, nine, ten passes together that are perfect, mm-hmm. and good luck. I mean, just good luck. Yeah, uh, then that's why they only have two goals to their name this season. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. I just don't think that they're they're built to like Dominic Calvert-Lewin is not, I don't know why everybody thinks he can be like a starting striker this season for them and, and have it work out. He needs to serve a, uh, he will open up more spaces for the actual creators because it th- gives the defense something to actually respect in terms of speed, which means they can't just play a really high line because they'll get burned by Dominic Calvert-Lewin running right past them. I'm not saying that it's going to lead to a flurry of goals, but it will lead to more space so that the creators can actually do what they want to do what they need to do. Right now they have no space to do it because the lines of defense and midfield are so compact. So why did why did the big center forward work last year then? Like they didn't have any more so speed Lukaku last year. Pace. He doesn't Lukaku, have. I mean, he's not that he, fast. He's he there is, for his size. He is faster than both Rooney and Sigurdsson. I mean, you're faster than Rooney and Sigurdsson. That is also patently false. <laughs> I have. I mean, I. I mean, I. When I go to the gym, I am humbled constantly. Mm. <laughs> so no. Um. I, but no. On. But. You, you know what I'm. You, you have to understand what I'm saying, though, right? Like, I do. For, I just. They, I, they, I, they I think the, the. I think the key is size, not pace, for this team. That's what I mean. We will agree to disagree. Yeah. Burnmouth, on the other hand, actually have some pace, but no size. But they also don't have much in the way of just putting pat. I mean, they were able to put passes together last year. Someone has figured something out about their development and their attack and have thwarted it thus far this season. Yeah. The. Like Benicafobi didn't work. Defoe, I guess, is working, but like playing Josh King as a ten, I think is the problem. Like he should be whether they need to play like a four four two or but have making him be the one who's responsible for creating in the middle is just not working. And so maybe when Stanislas comes back that helps because they can have a little more like creativity on the wings, which they haven't really gotten out of Frazier. Well, well, hold on. They they did get some last week in a late sub of Jordan Ibe. Jordan Ibe, yeah. Uh, he was he was a revelation last week. Yeah, well, that's what he does. He's very good in thirty five minute spurts. We were kind of joking around on the DFS pod that like he'll come in, you know, he'll start, and you'll get like five points out of him in the first ten minutes, and you're like, this is awesome, and then he finishes at like six and a half, and you're just like, oh, what happened, like. He's got some value if he if Frazier doesn't start because he'll get some set pieces. But um, Ibe has just just always been such a tease. <laughs> well, I picked him up in one of our Tiger leagues just yeah, as I a mean, speculative yeah, ad. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Yep, it would be speculative. All right, mm-hmm. let's go on to the, the the spanking that will be Manchester City at the Etihad taking on uh, taking on Crystal Palace, who have yet to score a goal. Right. Like, how is this not the most interesting game of the ma- of the slate? Or of the day, I mean, just because of how many Manchester City yeah, goals are fun. I mean, who will, I mean, will Manchester City start their A lineup as well? Yeah, the well, I mean, that's a, I mean, that is a legitimate question to me. Sure, sure, yeah, they've got Champions League as well this week. They're at home, which certainly helps. But uh, the 
you know, how much can they really rotate? Like at some point, like they, they're not going to start without Aguero and Jesus, I assume. Like they could start one of them, but I doubt both of them sit. I doubt both De Bruyne and Silva sit. And so, you know, you're still going to get some of these like really solid. Yeah, you'll get some, but I mean, you you might see a spot Leroy Sané start. You might see a Bernardo Silva start is I guess what I'm saying. But obviously you you like every city option. I'd just say that if there's like a Bernardo Silva on the waiver wire, I'd pick him up now speculatively to see if he will get a get a start here, which would be a great matchup. Yeah, I would be shocked if he was available. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I'm just thinking. You know, or like no, what I'm saying is like him or Raheem Sterling, or yeah, yeah. if there's someone like that that's you know on the fringe or potential you know needs to be able to start. I think you might be able to get some of those guys a start here. Mm. Either way, well, it's yeah, it's particularly tough for FPL at least yeah. because yeah, you have no idea. But um, yeah, any sort of in other other format where you can make those moves, yeah, you're good to go. I agree. All right, Crystal Palace side, I see nothing. I don't even see Wayne Hennessy value for saves. Just because he'll give up too many? Correct. Yeah, I think that's all fair. Uh, it's I, I be mean, really ugly. Like like five saves, four goals allowed. <laughs> Could be. Uh, uh, five there saves is, nothing, is even a lot. Five saves is a lot of saves, yeah. but it would only be two points. Right. So, <laughs> I, I in that scenario, I, I mean, even. Like, I'm thinking at least three from City, at least. And that's if they just take their foot off the gas and don't even bother attacking in the second half. I don't I don't think there's much analysis to go into that. Great. Agree. All right. We'll 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 just uh, uh uh Apple C Apple V to this analysis to the other side of Manchester who actually go on the road to Southampton. Uh I, I do not recognize this Southampton. I, I just do not. Um They're really bad. Um Virgil van Dijk may be back yep, this week. Yep. That certainly helps. Um but they just don't seem to have any kind of identity. They don't really know who their best players are and Manchester United do. Yeah. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing they have going for them is that United play in Moscow, I believe. Uh, Cisco. On... Is that who they yeah. play? Yeah. They, they are in the same group as Cisco. I don't know right. if that's yes. who they play on. Yes, Tuesday. it is who they play. So, um, you know, they have that going for them that either they're looking ahead and they could rest a few people or whatnot, but um, won't matter. Like it, it, I don't even think that matters. Uh, it, let's just say they bring Martial in for a start. That's better. <laughs> that, that is an actual. That is a better lineup, in my opinion. Let's say if they sit like a Rashford or a Mkhitaryan. Like Martial has been a uh, just divine when he comes in. Um, yeah, Martial, I, I'm starting Martial to wonder how much minutes, of that is Martial because he's only playing 15 minutes. But well, Martial in three minutes of game time last week uh, cost me a victory in EFSA. That's a bummer. Three minutes. It took three minutes of game time, and that's all you got. You got three minutes. Yeah. Infuriating. <laughs> it's, I, uh, it, I was the last undefeated team. Yeah, it's, I mean, they have a lot of pieces, too, that they could rotate. I mean, we. I'm kind of starting to wonder if Daily Blind is done as being a left back, um, at least in Premier League play. We've got Ashley Young did a pretty good job last week. Valencia's spot seems pretty secure, um, but... Again, we have no Pogba, so it could be Fellaini who starts in for him. It could be Herrera. Mata's spot um, seems fairly secure, actually. I guess he didn't that actually start could one be game. Herrera. That could be Herrera as well. Um, for Mata? Yeah. Yeah, it could. I guess. Um, they, I think they did it once. The, the first time when Herrera started, I think. The, the first time Herrera started was for Mata. was when Mata didn't start. Looks like that was at Stoke. Uh, How's that? Yep. Yep, Herrera. There you go. Um, and that comfortable two-two well. draw. Um, <laughs> it actually wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> David de Gea was brilliant in yeah. that game. So I mean, you know, you're going to play all of your United players if you have them because that's what you do. That's why and you I have would them. Play, I would. I wouldn't even play. I would definitely not play Fraser Forrester if I had the choice. I. Uh, I do not like Virgil Van Dyke in this matchup if he comes back. I. And none of the attackers. What attackers? Well, like Redmond's pretty good at, on, in Taga. 
yeah, creates that's a bunch true. of chances. Oh, that's, that is true. He has been he has been underrated this season mm-hmm. on a team that's performed badly. So what is your opinion if somebody has been saying how great Redmond has been the last two years, but he hasn't been that great, but now he's really good? Were they well, right the whole time, or were they? No, he's a different player. I mean, when he was a when he was the just player, kind of a fundamental analysis question. No, it's not a fundamental analysis question. It's it's more in depth than that. He what he's what he's done this season is he's kind of evolved into a creator where he did a little bit of creation when he was at Norwich, which is but that's not why I liked him. I liked him because there wasn't a shot he didn't like, and I liked him because he had the ability to score and he was quick. Um, I meant my question was not about Nathan Redmond so much as the concept of saying he's been good for years. And now that he's actually good, were people right the whole time or were they wrong for three years and now they're right? I don't think that's a fair question. Uh, he, okay. I, I think I think he was good for different reasons. Like, I, I think this is a player that is more useful in the position that he plays. I'll give you that. Um, because from the wing, you want someone to create first rather than score first because – He's on the wing. Uh, you're, you're number nine. Your center forward should be doing most of the scoring. And if you have a guy in the wing who's looking to score every time he touches the ball, that's going to make everyone frustrated. Um, Fair unless it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, but that's <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that, that. Like him and him and Bale are the exceptions. Like there's not many. Uh, is is kind of my point. And I'm not going to try and say that Nathan Redmond is, you know, in the same playing the same sport as those two. So. Um, as someone who really, really likes Nathan Redmond as a player, it's an interesting evolution that he is shooting less and creating more. Um, it's not leading to much in terms of, you know, increased Southampton number of goals. Right. And it's certainly not going to happen this weekend. All it's doing is increasing his Taga value, which is fine, but um, it's just an interesting way. It's an interesting way to see him evolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we go to Stoke and Chelsea? Sure. All right, uh, we go to the bet three six five, uh, not the three sixty five, but the three six five. Oh, um, right. I didn't realize that. For this, well, I mean, <laughs> every, everyone cares. Uh, so uh, Chelsea, I see struggling here. Actually, uh, if they get a result of more than a like a goal victory, I think it would flatter them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think this is going to be a very physical. Kurt Zuma obviously cannot play um, for right. Stoke. Um, so uh, you know, if uh, it, I actually haven't checked, uh, is Shaw if Shawcross is available uh, to come back for Stoke? But I don't um, think he is, or if he is, he's you know, um, it's, unli- it's unlikely. It's I think I, oh, I think me. he's out. Oh, he's been he's been officially declared he's out. He's out. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So I mean, so you'll see uh, you, you'll see. Uh, You'll see an interesting back pairing, that's for sure, for, for, for Stoke, who have been playing, I think, three at the back even sometimes, so um, yeah, they, or five at the back. But. Yeah, they've definitely been playing three center backs. Uh, so Shawcross is out, Cameron is out, uh, Zuma's out, Kevin Vimmer apparently has some sort of knock. Um, so I don't know what they do. <laughs> uh, Eric Peters in the middle. Could be. Uh, he's the most physical. They have Martin there. Zindy still, so they could play Vimmer and Martin Zindy if Vimmer is able to start. And then they're, they're just going to go five in the back. Well, four, I mean, uh, excuse me, four in the back, four in the back, four in the back. And then, yeah, it's going to, I mean, uh, again, I still think that Chelsea will struggle. I don't know why, but this is a fixture that, I mean, Eden Hazard likes this fixture. He performs very well at Stoke for some strange reason. Uh, but uh, outside of that, I'm not seeing like a ton of goals here. I'm thinking like the standard two one, you know, you know, Chelsea with a grinding two one. Why do you think it, they concede a goal? Oh, because uh, I always—I I mean, them and clean sheets have not been synonymous, you know, except for Arsenal, <laughs> except for the Arsenal game. The, the 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 draw wasn't what's surprising to me for the Arsenal game. It was the fact that nobody scored. Hmm. Okay. I mean, there were amp. I mean, Pedro missed a golden opportunity, as did, uh, yeah, did. as did Danny Welbeck, as did. Um, yeah. I mean, Mustafi got his goal called off for offside. Um, correctly. But, uh, correct. Correctly. Correct. But, you know, there are opportunities, but nobody took them. Uh, I think in this game, it's just going to be just an overall just struggle, a, okay. a real struggle fest, if you yeah. will. We could see uh, rotation here as well because Chelsea play uh, at Atletico on Tuesday. So that's never an easy fixture. I'm sorry, that's Wednesday. Um, but and there are plenty of people. I mean, we could see Zabacosta, uh, Bakayoko, mm. I guess with Louise is out as well, so I'm guessing Cahill continues. I guess Cahill, as Pelequeta and Rudiger, they don't really have or anybody else. 
Or or I guess that's right. Christensen could start. Uh, it's kind of a. My guess is Rudiger though. Mm-hmm. If if you're if you're in a, if you're in a Taga situation, I mean, yeah. if you have Rudiger, you may want to pick up Christensen if you want to make sure you get the guy who starts. I'm not sure if it's the greatest of places to do that though. I mean, it's not that bad. It's not like Stoke has been scoring a lot. They're just playing good defensively. You're you're chasing a clean sheet, and and, and Eric Maxim Chupomoting has actually been playing very well offensively, and Jordan Shakiri as well recently. If you want to judge recent form, uh, I mean those two have actually been pretty good. Yeah. So you know that, that I I really do think though that this is a struggle. Okay. I I mean I, I I agree that it'll be a struggle. I I don't have as much confidence that Stoke are going to be able to score. I mean Shakiri scores from like. 25 30 yards out that's how he scores yeah i think his last sure five goals of, have been from outside the box yeah, and so i'm not sure that's how chelsea gets beaten no but as a creative force he's been useful as well yeah not, i mean not but not not elite but useful i mean him and moting have been yeah hooking up so i mean it's it's something to watch out for and the chelsea side you know they are vulnerable to diagonal balls over the top and you know that 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 is the, that is the one vulnerability if you have to have one if i have to name one it's that especially with the sweeper the center sweeper not there now to kind of direct the traffic mm-hmm. yeah I you mean, say what you will about david luis he has been defensively responsible mm-hmm. yeah he's been very good but, so uh, yeah. i mean are you starting I, I, anybody from stoke if you have him in a taga no, league no not even in taga you were just talking I about mean, how great shakiri and chopu moting and i mean you're probably going to have to because i don't think you have a lot of better options but if i had to choose i wouldn't okay <laughs> after all that <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I have a single Stoke player in any league. So I drafted Kurt Zuma and dropped him once. That was about it. Uh, all right, uh, let's go on to the last game of Saturday, the twelve thirty game, which will be uh, Leicester City at the KP taking on a tail between the legs Liverpool right now. Um, no money, no no shine basically for 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 the Reds here. Um, you know, Mo Salas looked great still. Uh, Roberto Firmino has been invisible. Um, Philippe Coutinho, I, like I said last week, he is not a winger. He is a he is someone who will, should play in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, the more they do that, the more it's a waste to me. Uh, I would, if I were them, I would put Alex Oxley Chamberlain out on the wing on one side in the forward line and tell him to shut up if he complains, and then uh, put and put uh, Philippe Coutinho uh, behind them, just right behind those three. Do you know how many chances Coutinho created last week? Probably three or four. Five. Oh, okay. And seven shots. Yeah, how many were on target? Zero. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but that's, that's I mean, not... that's what he does. That's Coutinho. Fine. I'm just saying, Fine. I don't think that performance was drastically different than anything you'd expect from him. Like, if that line came against anybody else and they won 5 nothing, you'd be like, yeah, good game for Coutinho. And that's starting back where he did. I mean, they um, Liverpool also play in Moscow uh, this week, and so who knows what what they'll bring out. Chan is uh, banged up, so is Matip and Lovren. Um, you know, we could see Oxley Chamberlain start Sturridge. Who knows? Like I'm, I was writing the our DraftKings article earlier. Like I'm starting to really like the idea if he starts of Demarai Gray. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he just needs to start. Yeah. Like, like I have him in EFSA for that sole purpose. Like, you, when so he you start him against Liverpool? If he starts, yeah. which he won't. <laughs> I don't know. Mahrez and Albrighton have both been pretty poor. That, that, that has not mattered in the past. <laughs> that just simply has not mattered. Right. Let's go to Sunday, shall up. we? Would you play him if he Who? starts? Var- Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, Liverpool aren't defensive stalwarts. They just aren't. Um, and they also tend to be countered upon because they commit a lot of numbers forward. And who is that good for? Jamie Vardy. Did you – what about any Liverpool center back versus Harry Maguire? I would uh, – If you had to start one of them. I would probably start – oh, man. It's it's Modit versus Maguire, and I don't know who I would rate higher. Okay. I would probably like to avoid the defensive scenario if I could. <laughs> Sometimes it's just a unavoidable situation, Mike. 
Yeah, well, another unavoidable situation is a terrible birthday celebration soccer-wise of Brighton and Newcastle getting it on as the sole game of Sunday the 24th where, uh, I mean, uh, it's Pascal Gross, it's Matt Ritchie um, struggling to get excited elsewhere. I mean, Carl Darlow may start. Uh, why? I don't know. Yeah. He's healthy. Uh, DeAndre <laughs> Yedlin's back. He started last week. Um Yay. John Joe, he could start. Anthony Knockart. I'm trying to get excited. I'm trying to get excited, Andrew. I agree. Um, I mean, if you, like, I think you can comfortably play Pascal Gross and Richie. And I think you would play either one of them over Nathan Redmond or, uh, yeah, Ryan Frazier. I would play those guys over any of the Stoke. I would probably play both of them over Shakiri. Um Tom Carroll. Did we talk about that game? Swansea Watford? I think I may have skipped it on purpose. Oh. Yeah, I think I did. Oh. I think that game <laughs> has goals in it though. Oh, um, well, we should definitely talk about yeah. it then. No, I think I mean I think once you get beyond Richie and Gross, you're kind of getting a little desperate. But I think there are definitely play like if you have if you're used to starting Jason Punchin or Townsend or those guys, like you would definitely start Richie over or gross over them. Yeah, no, that's fair. So I, that's I, totally fair. Would you start him over Robbie Brady? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God. I love Robbie Brady this week. Uh, Mikael Antonio? Uh, definitely. I would start them over Antonio. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to find a, yeah, find no, no, a nice no. I was doing, I was doing like the same. Yeah. But it's basically, I would start them over any West Ham guy. Um, any Stoke guy. How about, how about Fabregas? Uh, there we go. One. There it is. That's a good there one. There it is. I found it. That's a good <laughs> I one. Need, I need... <laughs> um, it depends on who who else starts for Chelsea. My guess is it's going to be Willian and Hazard. No, no, no. But like if, if Fabregas is playing next to Conte, then yep. I yep. probably... But if... I, I, that, I, think I think that it... is a tougher decision. If Fabregas is playing in front of Bakayoko and Conte, then I start Fabregas. Because it depends I, how much I, defensive help they they. I am going Conte. to give you a ninety percent certainty that Cesc Fabregas will be playing in the holding role. Okay, I'm just saying there's a ten percent chance. So there's a ten percent chance I t- I play Richie or Gross over Fabregas. Wait, no, I'm You're sorry. There's a ninety percent chance. <laughs> yes, yes, ten percent chance that you don't. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's move. Let's go backwards a little bit in time yes, to uh, back to Saturday because we need to finish off that slate. Because I somehow. I don't know how, but I missed this. That Swansea are at home against Watford, even though you think it's going to be entertaining. Not entertaining, but I think there's plenty of fantasy. I mean, Watford, we've had gotten great value out of Richarlison, uh, Olabas, um, even, I mean, some people have gotten Tom Cleverly value. Uh, your boy Haloba, like, has been great and t- at times, and they're playing, like, the worst defensive side in the Premier League. What's not to love? I mean, I'm not going to go all over. I mean, Tom Carroll, I would consider starting. Tammy, your boy, Tammy Abraham. Bonnie could start. But all the fullbacks, I mean, I think. Oh, it, all, all the fullbacks? <laughs> yeah. I think you, you could start Olabas, Olsen, Naughton, and who knows who the other. It could be Jan Mott, your boy. How do you I not mean, love I, this I'll, I'll tell you who it's not. It's not going to be Bryce Jaw JJ who says he's being yeah, treated like an animal at Wofford. Oh, well. Maybe he'll get a trans fifty million euro transfer to Atletico. Um, I think <laughs> anybody from this game that you have, you would probably start. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Richarlison is is I think the best option. Yeah, there you go. You would happily start him against Swansea. I am happily starting him exactly. Against Swansea. There you go. But it's not like you starting Yanmat. I don't have Yanmat anywhere. Really. How did that happen, no. Mike? Of all people. <laughs> he got hurt. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> he anyway, got hurt, and I, I think, dropped him, and yeah, that I was the end of it. I think you're perfectly fine with any of these guys. All right. I mean, if you say so. I mean, I, 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 I'm just not excited. Do you think there are more goals in this game or the Brighton-Newcastle one? I mean, I'm only going to be watching these games because I have to. Like, I'm not, I'm not going... asking about why, like, where, who has more goals. I don't know. I think it's a total of like four between the two games. Okay. 
Like I don't. I mean, these these games tend to not be high scoring. Uh, didn't we say that about Newcastle? Who they play last week? Swansea, Newcastle, Stoke, two one, three goals in that one. Okay. They got three goals against West Ham. That's fine. And then uh, let's just say, let's say Newcastle Brighton is three one in one direction, and then Swansea and Watford is one nil. No one will bat an eye of surprise. <laughs> just, yeah, or if the score lines were switched. Sure. Yeah. All right. That's fine. I'm just saying. Like I don't think it's like I don't think it's a bonanza of any kind. No. You know what I mean? No. But you know, we're if you're in toggle leagues with these guys, I don't think you're hesitating to play them at all. I mean, Joe Salu is the one who I like after. There you go. After. After Gross and Richie, I think it's Josalu in that game, in the Newcastle Brighton game, and then I think it's Richarlison and you know Tom Carroll and and fullbacks, like not much. You like Richar or Josalu more than Richarlison? That's a good question. I put him pretty much the same place. Wow. I mean, I, I tried to rank Richarlison in our forward rankings yeah. and uh, couldn't because he's a midfielder. <laughs> Midfield stacked this week. Yep. All right, let's go to the final game here. The uh, You'll be in your post-birthday celebrations right. in that uh, you'll be definitely have enough time to sleep off Monday until Arsenal at 3 o'clock take on West Brom at the Emirates. Um, I mean, which Tony Pulis team will show up and which, uh, which Arsenal will show up is basically the story of the day. These are two very um, bipolar teams is the way I'll put it. Um, yeah. So I, schizophrenic. I... I assume Arsenal will just smash them. I think there are games uh, where like West Brom is a total letdown defensively. This is one of them. We do get I a nice Kieran Gibbs revenge game. Thank you. I was waiting right for away. <laughs> right away. He started already. Yeah, just once. I just you know, it's, okay, quickly, not right away. Okay. But uh, all right, fine. Nezid Ozil, does he play? Uh, sounds like he's a little iffy. And Alexi Sanchez, does he play? I, if Ozil Does doesn't, then then Alexis definitely starts. No, that's not true. <laughs> that is patently false. That did not happen last week. Um, well, Welbeck's out. It was Iwobi, Welbeck, yeah, and... Welbeck's out. So they have two spots to fill. I assume Alexis will be able to fill one of them. Oh, yeah? You sure it's not going to be Giroud coming in? Mm, I don't think they play Giroud and Lacazette. <laughs> I mean, we haven't thought that they wouldn't play. You're right. Uh, you're right. I, mean, I think Alexis starts. Yes. Intelligent thought has not prevailed in terms of the starting 11s yet. Yeah. Alexis. I think Alexis starts. I think Lacazette starts. And I think uh, Awobi starts. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I think that they'll, that'll be like an attacking three. All right. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to check something really, really quickly. Because remember, we had our long discussion last week about, you know, Alexi Sanchez playing in a late game, what that means, right? You know, in terms of point production. So he scored a grand total of two points Mm -hmm. against Chelsea. Two. Vizentaga? Yes. Joe Salou scored six. I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, it was, it was, it was not as easy of a decision as, like, you would have thought. I mean, and then guys, I mean, yeah, Hesse of course scored 1.5, which is go. just pathetic. And then Jay, Who did you and play? Then I played uh, Hesse, and I played. Um, I actually wound up playing Alexi Sanchez over Jay Rodriguez, who also scored two points. Yeah. So I mean, what I'm what I'm trying to say is is like it's not as. It, it, it's it's it, I mean if. if, if Oh my God! If Arsenal are going to be playing late games every week, right? You are in lineup hell. Uh, I think it'll it'll get clearer. Until then, yeah. you are in lineup hell. Sure. And it's frustrating in season long weeks. It's very frustrating because you don't you can't adjust. I happen to be fortunate enough where I can this week because J Rod plays against Alexi Sanchez. But then the question is, is like you know, is as I pointed out last week. You know, is, you know, 65, 75 minutes of Jay Rodriguez worth as much as like 25, 35 minutes of Alexi Sanchez? No, not at Arsenal. I, I happen to agree, which is why Alexi Sanchez is in my lineup currently. Mm-hmm. But it's tough, man. It's tough. All right. Let's go to our starting 11 lineup, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, you finally won. Did it. Uh, yeah. The streak is had, over. Like, because you had like eight of the we had eight of the same players. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's all I needed. 
It's the thought that counts. All right, uh, so since you won, I'll allow you to start with your goalkeeper and however many defenders you have. Uh, before I do that, how many uh, different teams do you have represented One, two, in your lineup? Four. Okay, me too. But I know we don't I guarantee have the same you it's, team. Okay, great. I guarantee you it's not the same. I know, because you probably threw in Riyad Mahrez this week when I did not. No, I don't have Mahrez. I'm kidding. I'm all in on Demarai Gray this week. I can't play Mahrez here. Anyway, I have um, both Man City fullbacks with yep. Mendy and Walker. Um, yep, I have Ederson I in goal and then Tom Davis well. as my other. Aha, player. we have one difference. I have uh, Marcus Alonso. Ooh, at Stoke, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Juicy. That's fine. All right. Um, I actually think our uh, maybe our forwards aren't the same, but I think our, we're going to have the biggest differences in midfield. Who are okay. your four? So I want you to say your forwards, actually. My forwards are a captained Aguero, mm-hmm. a Lukaku, mm-hmm. and a Kane. Okay. I just assume I'm going to have to switch my team, but for purposes of this exercise, I have Kane, I have Aguero, and I have Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> I don't think both of them start, but if they do, I'm definitely playing both of them. All right. They've been playing. I can't argue against it. Yeah. They've been tremendous. Yeah. And, um, I, and, I, and I said that last week. It would be the biggest. It would be the biggest spanking of the weekend, and it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say the same this weekend. Yeah. Watch out on that limb. Who uh, who's your <laughs> midfield? You definitely have hey, De Bruyne, you and you definitely have Eriksen. You argued so hard last week against the uh, you know for uh, I want to say it was Tottenham like or Tottenham or Liverpool being the biggest lopsided matchup, and I was like definitely not Liverpool, and it's close with Tottenham. Anyway, right. it wasn't close. Right. Took it wound up not being close with either one of them. Right. Anyway, my four forwards, midfielders. David Silva, midfielders. Yeah, I meant oh, Silva. I meant, okay. I meant midfielders. Okay, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. Christian Eriksen and Eden Hazard. Ooh, yeah, off the board a little bit, and even though he shouldn't be, but it's just I think he will get his first start of the of the year this weekend. Okay, uh, I like that. Uh, I have De Bruyne and Eriksen as well. So then your other two were Silva and Hazard, right? Correct. Okay, I went with a captained Gilfie Sigurdsson. Oh. <laughs> and, okay, go ahead. And Robbie Brady. All right, definitely different. So what do we have? Is that a uh, 7v7? Or it's really a 3v3 or 4v4? Yeah, but you, and you and you captained a very, very odd choice. Um, Definitely differential play. Why is it so odd? What has he shown? Uh, he's shown that he takes every set piece for a team that uh, is favored more heavily than Manchester United and Liverpool. Okay. And expected to score more goals than Manchester United, Liverpool, and Chelsea. But I didn't captain anyone from those teams. I captained I, I captained a guy for the team Who that's could the rest. most heavily favored of the weekend. Yeah, yeah but I, that that's an easy adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> that's a super simple adjustment. No, I get it. I get the Aguero. Obviously. It's the it, it's not that it's not that it was Sigurdsson himself. It was the explanation of like he's more favored than these other teams yeah. when I didn't captain, didn't captain anyone those from those teams. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, but you didn't even have them though. That's correct. I mean, I have people from those teams. I just didn't captain any of them. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, you didn't have Secrets in at all. No, I didn't. No. I, I will take Eden Hazard against Stoke before I take anyone from Everton. Okay. That's fine. I get that. Man. I'm just so. I'm still. I'm. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I'm knocked off my game a little bit from the Gilfie Sigurdsson in a perfect 11 type or you know like a best of the best lineup right now it's i'm, I'm amazed you're from... more surprised on sigurdsson than brady no brady i can get like that's a good matchup like i'm not like Home south burnmouth is a bad matchup it's everton is my point it's not that it's it, Burnley. Like... <laughs> this is crazy but burnley is wow. crazy and brady specifically <laughs> wow okay have you seen the point totals because i've seen the point totals Whose point totals? Like Robbie Brady's point totals? Like oh. he's been good. Okay. Am I wrong? Obviously, I agree. Right I'm, now? I'm playing him. No, it's not that. I mean, even historical performance, like a historical performance leading up to now, can dictate that. Yes, in a, even in this kind of a format, you know, you know, I, I mean, his home form has been bad as far as Robbie Brady. He scored in Taga form, and he scored like 
six points. And I, I, I want to say he had a game of negatives because he had a yellow card or something. But um, but I think on the road, he's been like like 15 points a game, something like that. But, you know, I, I, I'm not that that's just that's the early sample size of a very small number. But like, I'm just saying, Robbie Brady, I understand. Gilby Sakers hasn't even shown you once that he warrants this kind of a line. Uh, he would be worth it in this kind of a lineup. Um, okay, that's fine. If you care to disagree, this would be the time. I'd like I, to I, hear, I, I'd I like disagree. To hear the explanation. <laughs> I disagree only because I think he's been. Obviously, he hasn't been nearly as good as he was at Swansea, but I think a lot of Everton's struggles since Seagerson started have been schedule aided. That's and totally so fair. that's totally fair. Had, but... Right at Man City, at Chelsea, home against Spurs, and at Man United. And now we have home against Burnmouth. Like, I think he explodes this week. For your sake in this game, he better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, That's fine. Like, like even in, like he hasn't created more than two chances in a game. I, again, he played like arguably the three best defensive teams, four defensive teams in the, in the entire league. Like he's faced the top four. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. And Everton have just looked really, really uninspired. <laughs> that, that but, I, a... but I think that's why. I think that's why. All right. I think this is the weekend where we're like, oh, this is what Kuman had in mind. Well, we will find out this weekend, and we will end the episode here on that note. Uh, we will all find out together about uh, Ronald Kuman's side uh, and the rest of the sides this weekend. So good luck to Andrew. He'll need it. Uh, and I think I'll be back on my winning ways on the Starting 11 app. Uh, and this has been the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by the Starting 11 app, the only place where you can make live substitutions during your DFS matchups during the weekend. Andrew, I will talk to you next week post-birthday celebrations. Happy birthday, buddy. Right back at you, sir. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.